Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Dodder. To learn more about today's reading or to read along with us, check out jointhejourney.com. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with Mr. Hill Bowman. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Hill, I'm so glad you're here. You wrote today's Devo, and I noticed you highlighted in your Devo, which for listeners who don't know, they can find at jointhejourney.com, Mark 2, verses 8 through 10. I'm going to read them for us if that's cool. Sure. Awesome. Okay. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He's got authority. Hill, why Mark 2? Why this passage? How does this chapter speak to your story specifically? I think that it's so interesting to see the battle that Jesus fights from the beginning of Mark uh, of religion versus a relationship. Mm. Uh, That's why I picked uh, Mark 2. It really goes back and shows, when I look back at my life, what I see is a person that was uninterested in God for most of my childhood. I didn't, I just didn't care. Uh, but when I got down to it, what I thought it was, was a, a religion, was a do's and don'ts, try to do this, try to do that. And I knew I wasn't good enough to do that. So I just rebelled. Sure. Flesh that out a little bit more for me. <laughs> you were a teenager? Uh, you can Younger. say I started rebelling at uh, probably about 13 years old. Okay. I'm trying to think of my I'm a little older than that now, so I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> uh, but it, it was it was you know fifth sixth grade. I think you're younger than that too. So yeah. it, it it started at a at a at an age of um, young, like early middle thought school, process. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, and you'd look at the church or Christianity, and you saw. So I went to church as a with my parent. I mean, yeah. I would go on a on a, to a Sunday, and it would be. Uh, what I would call a high church, or you know, a lot of uh, ceremony, sure. a lot of. Uh, you know, stand up, do, sit down. Yeah, stand up, repeat. sit down. Yeah, all that stuff. And it just didn't, it never meant anything to me. Okay. It was just, I just did it. So I just figured, you know, just do stuff it. Stuff so, I have to yeah, do. It was just, so that that kind of embedded in me the rules, uh, you know, or the, the do's and don'ts of what religion is. Gotcha. Right. I, and it was just a hard thing to to get through because I knew I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I didn't even listen. I didn't hear the gospel. I didn't hear... Uh, you just had a, a standard that was unattainable. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Okay. And so what changed? When did that? Well, so I realized after college and high school and enough, you know, drinking and drugs and all the stuff that I did that I finally drove myself to a place of really rock bottom. Hmm. And I caught myself doing things, uh, bad things that I said I would never do. I, I was literally powerless to my sin. So I would say, I'd never do that, and I did it. I was like, how did, how did I get here? How did I get here? And so at that time, uh, I was a young man in business and an uh, older man who I was trying to get him to invest money with me invited me to a Bible study up at Dallas Country Club. And um, the only reason I went to the study is because when you're trying to raise money, the people that go, you're trying to raise money with people that can invest, mm-hmm. those people are 
hang out at Dallas Country Club. Yeah. I went specifically for business. Connections, relationships. Connections. I didn't own a Bible. I had never owned a Bible prior to that. Uh, so I went to my very first Bible study. This would have been September of 1994. And it was the, the, you know, the teacher uh, it happened to be teaching the book of Romans. Romans 1, my very oh, first yeah. Bible study ever was Romans, <laughs> Romans 1. 1. It was like, if you don't think God exists, just that's just great. So it went to Roman, at the end of Romans 1, Paul lists all the sins. I mean, not all, but lists tons of different sins. Lists of sins. sins. Oh, yeah. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, wow. I mean, I was, I was batting like 900, mm. you know. And even when he says, even, uh, we even create ways of making sin, you know. We, we don't even have just all the lists. We come up with other stuff. I mean, I remember doing that as a, as a person, you know. And so it was just a, a, an awareness to my sin in a, in a, in a, a lightning um, sense, in a sense that, that my yoke was being lifted. I mm. didn't know what yoke was. Yeah, but you were just becoming aware uh, of this burden. Well, but the, the awareness of the, of the sin was actually taking pressure from that sin off of me. That's through the Holy Spirit. I mean, that, that's the only way that can happen. And so three weeks later, we got to Romans 3. In 3.20, when he says, Paul says, I didn't, you know, Paul said that Jesus didn't give us the law for us to follow the law. He gave us the law to prove that we are sinners. Oh, yeah. Make us conscious of our sin. And it was like fireworks just went off. And I said, oh, my gosh. It was like literally the Holy Spirit indwelled me. No magic prayer. I didn't get on my knees. I was in a smelly 19th hole at (laughs) Dallas Country Club. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was like. Like you got it. It was it was a moment that I love to tell. And I remember it like it was yesterday. And this is 1994. It was fantastic. That's amazing. About a, about a week later, I went to have lunch with the guy that read the, the God, you know, that was teaching it. Yep. And he was a Dallas Seminary, uh, per, uh, not a professor. He was a Dallas Seminary student. Okay. He's an older, he's older than, you know, he was went there when he was like 50. When he was there, I went through all of my problems and all of this, and he he gave me advice that was opposite of everything that I was being told at that point in my life, which was really because he gave me biblical wisdom. And it was at that moment, uh, I just felt the Holy Spirit just take away all of my guilt and sin and shame, which I didn't really even know I had, and said, now go tell people about me. Hmm. And so that's what I did. So it's it's funny. We we met today. Yes. And so I just got to hear a little bit about how you're involved in the church and, and what you do. But I'm I'm looking at Mark 2 in front of me. And specifically, I'm looking at verses 16 and 17, when the experts in the law and the Pharisees, so all of those people that were caught up in religious tradition, all of the things that deterred you from the church, really, these people saw that Jesus was eating with sinners and tax collectors. They said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard this, he said to them, those who are healthy don't need a physician, but those who are sick do. Mm. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And I see those two verses playing out in your story because I see this seminary student engaging with you when you were in the midst of your sin, demonstrating the true character of Jesus to you, that he'd he'd invest in you, even though you even said, I only went because I thought I'd can make some business deals. Right. Uh, but then, I mean, now tell us about what you're up to these days. How how has God worked in your life since then? So um, God has been 
faithful. I think that his rewards in our lives of being faithful uh, relationship with him is he gives you more responsibilities and gives you more stuff to do. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what it appears like to me. So I started, when I first became a believer, I was freaking out because I, I didn't have anybody to call. Nobody, I didn't know what to do. I called a friend of mine uh, who was teaching K-Life at the time, which is... Uh, your, yes. Oh, yeah. Canoncook ministry yeah. to yeah. high school students, middle school right. students, meets in homes. That's right. Yes. It, it's very much kind of how the... Uh, the programs here built off of K-Life and Young Life, same type of uh, system. So I taught that with a group of, of young men and, and the, uh, my friend who I went to elementary school with. And I, and I say he's a friend. He was really an acquaintance because he was a believer and I was a thug. So, I mean, he didn't hang out with me. But uh, he, when I told him I was a believer, he's, oh, my gosh, let's go. And so he took me under his wing. Awesome. Kind of one of my first mentors. He was, on, and he was my age. He was just a more mature believer. So I did that. Uh, got involved with a, um, a ministry called East West Ministries, which is a ends of the earth uh, missional. Missional. We go. We go to on different um, different parts of the world where, frankly, where it's two percent or less Christian uh, people in the in the. Um, totally. Unreached, un- unreached, unreached countries. Yeah, unreached countries. And it's just a fantastic ministry. Worked with uh, uh, a guy named Luis Palau and did a bunch of big citywide festivals from Washington, D.C. down to Dallas and just all around. Uh, here at Watermark, uh, I have the fortune of being on the Great Questions team, which is just a blast. Yes. Tell people, if, if somebody's listening, they yeah. don't know what that is. What is it? Great Questions is a place that you can come and just literally ask any question you have that's holding you up with to have a relationship with Jesus. And we get all kinds of questions. It's every Monday night at 730 up here at the church. and uh, But you can also email us greatquestions at watermark.org. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's an email. And yeah, you can email Even if questions. you don't go here. Yeah, we get questions from, frankly, all over the world, uh, especially over the city. We get uh, every denominational question. I mean, it literally is a place that is a safe place to ask questions that you just need help with. I love it. So that's cool. So cool. We're out of time. I wish, I, lo- I love hearing how God's worked in your life and wish I could hear <laughs> well, more. You. You're so welcome. Thank you for reminding us of the importance of relationship with Jesus versus just religious practices, relationship over religion. I think that's so key. Even even for those of us who who are listening and know Jesus, as you do now, uh, that reminder is still helpful because sometimes we can just get caught up in the routine of we go to church on Sundays and we go to our community group or a small group and that's just what we do. But it's for a purpose. And so I'm really grateful for that reminder. And I am so glad we are all on this journey together. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? Leaving a review helps others more easily find the podcast and read along with us. So we'd love your help.